Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. Hey everyone. So, this week's episode, uh, I'm going to welcome special guest Wendy Ann. And uh, we're going to talk about many things, but uh, especially creative outlets, right? I mean, we're on lockdown, quarantine, whatever, and everybody's getting cooked up. You know, some people ain't working, stressing out. So what do you do, right? Well, I mean, if you're not taking care of your kids, I mean, I know people are busy, but, you know, some people always wanted to learn how to play an instrument, uh, read, write. Well, now is the time to do it. What is stopping you? So most importantly, we'll be talking about that, you know, amongst many other interesting topics but yes creative outlets so we'll be right with you right after these commercials everyone welcome back to another exciting episode of the Scrimmy Chewy Show. This is your host Chewy and I'd like to welcome a special guest Wendy Ann, author. Hey how you doing Wendy? Good how are you? Good not bad for a Friday? TGIF man. I get, Quarantine I, style. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah get to just stay home and uh just do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> or listen to podcasts. There you go. I like your idea. I like the way you think. <laughs> or read some of your books. Right. Um, and I don't feel like artists ever get bored during these times. It's when your creativity comes out, right? Right. There's a lot of them that have started knitting and doing all kinds of factions of art they never had time to try until now. Hey, so that's they're true. We live so, such busy lives that you always put it off. You're like, oh, I'll do it on my day off. And then your day off, you go to the store and do laundry and catch up. And you're like, I'll do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. And then, then there are some that watch shows and they're like, oh, well, I don't have time for art. But they spend, you know, their time watching shows and things. So I make sure to limit my time doing that type of stuff to make time for it. There you go. That's smart. You know, like people are like, I don't have time to go to the gym. And they sit down and watch Netflix for like five hours. Watching <laughs> you know, they could put a treadmill right in front of their TV if that's what they want to do and multitask. Hey, that's smart. Actually, they mm-hmm. have that at the gym I go to at Choose Fitness. They, they have uh, TVs in front of treadmills or bikes. <clears throat> and they have a movie theater, too. <laughs> that's great see people if they can do that at the gym it would work at home too 
just get like an elliptical and put it in front of your screen. I like it. It's just not the same without popcorn, though. <laughs> you can eat popcorn, too. I mean, you might choke. The risk is higher. Just shoving down handfuls of popcorn as you're running. <laughs> oh, that's messy. <laughs> that's a paradox. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. And um, So tell me about your, yourself and what you do. Yeah, I... I do a lot of things um, and writing is definitely my favorite version of all the things that I do my favorite faction of release but I, I guess you know I'm mostly a poet and an artist and um, I thrive in like connecting with people using that medium actually comedy any any form of expression really that transcends the mundane I, I feel like even um, I'm having fun with podcasts because that's another creative outlet I didn't you know know of until recently just reaching everywhere any way you can right yeah I mean sometimes to spread a message sometimes to you know connect through that medium it, it depends on the person and it depends on that medium you know nice so you do a lot you, you got a lot of creativity you know just wanting to come out you know all, all, all the time, every day, all day. Damn, busy, busy, sounds like. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, there's also times where I enjoy other creative people, too. You know, I, I like to listen to a lot of music and lectures, and I, I have, like, on Pinterest, which I'm mightily obsessed with, a collection of all kinds of artwork that other people amaze me with. It's great, you know, it's just as well reciprocated as it is an extension. Oh, wow, Pinterest. Uh, I think I just seen like recipes on there. I didn't know you could see other people's art. Oh yeah, totally. I can send you my little online museum when we're finished with this, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be great. I also love art myself. I, I love drawing and painting, even though I haven't done it in a long time, but. I. I I admire people who can do that because I'm mediocre at best in that regard. It just takes practice. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And um, it takes a lot of um, knowing shadows and highlights and things to make it, you know, come to life. And that's a skill I do not possess naturally <laughs> at all. Yeah. So I, am, I have some friends who are so great at that and it's awesome to watch them. I think when I draw my OCD comes out, cause like, I, well, I have to look at something to draw it. It comes out better than if like from from my head. But I'll be like, no, that not, that line's not perfect. And I'll erase it and redraw it like five times. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you know, um, I'm very abstract, and I don't think I would do a great job looking at something and attempting that. So. <laughs> I, I get a, I get away with being abstract because I compensate with skill using creativity. Nice. But yeah, no, that's cool. I didn't know you did that too. Yeah, I, I got like a folder full of my drawings. I also did like a five-page little comic book. I never finished it, but it's basically. Have you seen that movie or heard of that comic book, The Punisher? Yes. Yes. So it's basically Mario but with the Punisher theme. 
So like, are you talking about like Mario and Luigi Mario? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So it's like Mario, but it's all violent. He's all killing the bad guys to get his princess. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. My offspring does comics, and she's heavily inspired by DC and Marvel, and and that's because I I crammed that stuff <laughs> into her life quite a bit. But my favorite comic is actually Lady Death, and a lot of people don't know about her, but she's awesome. Oh, I never heard of her. You should look her up. She's great. Was it Lady Dust? Lady Death. Oh, Lady Death. Yeah. Is she a uh, Marvel? No, no. Um, you need to look her up when we're, when this is over because I know you like her just based on what you said about Mario okay. taking a dark spin. Yeah, it's pretty dark, um, but it's also really creative and the graphics are insane. Some Whoa. of the best. Yeah. I definitely got to check her out. Some of those comics, man, there's crazy stuff in there. Yeah, I've. Yeah, there's. Um, I, when I was a kid, I used to love She-Ra. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if uh, you know what that is, but they did a new version of that, um, an animated, like a, a Japanese anime-style version of that. And I was demonstrably upset about the way that looked, so my, my offspring decided to make a comic of that, her style 2020 for me, which came out amazing. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that cool? That's that's some talent right there. Mm-hmm. She's like, don't worry about it, mom. I got this. <laughs> She's like, I'll fix this for you. Here, this one doesn't suck. I'm like, thank you. Thank you for that. So some of those comic books get me very confused though, because there's like canon stories, right? And they're like side stories that don't connect to the main stories or something like that. Oh, you mean those multi-dimensions? Yes. I'm like, dude. dude. I, <laughs> I was taken off, off my chair with how many dimensions Spider-Man had recently. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, I, I wish I could remember the name of it, but a movie that came out relatively recent that has all the Spider-Man dimensions, allegedly. And I knew about two of them. <laughs> so, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse, I believe it's called. Yes. Yes, I think that's what it's i was taken aback by that i was like what the hell i know nothing that was actually really good my 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 three-year-old nephew put that on netflix at my parents house when i went to go visit and i watched <laughs> it with him <laughs> i have nobody young to blame that on so. <laughs> but it was really good i'm like damn three-year-olds watching this this shit's badass <laughs> that'd be like care bears or something <laughs> they have no idea the struggles if you were like born in the 80s <laughs> for real right now they got everything <laughs> he'll take my dad's phone and open up snapchat i'm like what the fuck <laughs> i love snapchat <laughs> and he's like used to like video calling his mom sometimes so he went to snapchat and he was watching his mom's story and she was talking and he's like hi mom hi <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great is you can use snapchat and call people with those faces oh really yeah i mean <laughs> use a filter when you call them yes well i mean we send each other no wait a minute no no we send each other videos that way using the filters in fact like i have like a whole collection of 
like absolutely ridiculous ones I've made just because they're so damn funny. Yes, that, that's all I use Snapchat for. Just make stupid videos. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> um, this might be a little off, but I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, "Yo, you think those filters would work on like dick pics? Like put a little <laughs> face on or a little hat or something?" I've never tried it. I was just wondering, you know what I mean? But it's probably got to be a face. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, they do have them for like cats and dogs. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, it is possible, you know? I mean, I don't, though I have face recognition, but think some dogs, <laughs> some dogs and some cats may resemble that. So, uh, especially <laughs> you, never, not you, never know, you never know till you try it, man. <laughs> Yeah, because this one chick was telling me that she gets dick pics from Snapchat all the time. And I'm like, I wonder if anybody got creative and just like put a little face or filter on it. <laughs> that would stand out. Yeah, no, luckily I don't get those sent to me. Yeah, you're lucky. I, I mean, I don't know how girls could deal with that. I mean, penises are ugly. If you ask <laughs> me anyway. <laughs> You know, um, Facebook is a really common ground for that, and I don't use Messenger. You know, there are a bunch really? of empty, yeah, there are an empty, a bunch of empty blue dots. I speak to actually one person on Messenger, but I'm afraid to open the rest of them. <laughs> it's like it's like a box of chocolates. I don't know what I'm gonna get. <laughs> different sizes, chocolates. <laughs> all different, different shades. <laughs> Sounds like a. Off, off version of Forrest Gump. <laughs> like, no, that was the idea. <laughs> wow, that's scary, man. Yeah, it actually is. To be a woman in society, sometimes. I don't know how guys are so open about it. Like, hey, here's my dick. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Say hi or something. <laughs> you go to the gas station and they stick their tongue out at you. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's great, thanks. Who thinks that's gonna work, right? Like the the chick's just gonna stop what she's doing. And she's like, "Oh my god, give me your number." <laughs> like, Look what you can do with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy. I mean, we have internet now, so there are enough women out there saying, "Hey, the stuff doesn't work." But then there's also women out there who make it look like it works. And mm. those ones, I think, are responsible for um, <laughs> helping to continue and propagate that cycle. Yep, yep. You're right. They just yep. let it there's, happen. Yeah, there's guilty parties on both sides. So I think the best we can do is laugh about it, like we're doing. Yeah, like, I say, like, if somebody sends you a dick pic, like, I don't know, Photoshop it or something, like, make it look funny and send it back to them, or I don't know. <laughs> Or send them some other guy's dick pic. Hey, look, this one, this one without match or sword fight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, there's creativity right there. Exactly. You know, we could actually put the two of them together and be like, "Look, this is the lightweight and heavyweight division." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You get a little championship belt. It's like a little ring. Yeah, and you need the Mortal Kombat entrance. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, that, that one is 
again, one of those, I can't believe how real this is now, and that Sonya has kits. The last time I played Mortal Kombat, before I got the new one, was 2007, and I'm like, what the hell? Sonya actually has a kid? <laughs> oh, yeah, huh? What is going on? <laughs> Sonya and Johnny Cage, they had a kid, right? Yeah, and Jax has a daughter, too. Yes, she also has those arms, right? But mm -hmm. like she throws rockets or something. Yeah, and um, Sonya's daughter, uh, Cassie, Cassie Cage, that's her name. <laughs> that's her name. She actually has some pretty awesome moves. Doesn't she also have Johnny Cage's move where she like does a splits and hits you in the balls or something? <laughs> she's she's a good mix of Sonya and a good mix of Cage. And they both like ass. Yeah, yeah, they do. They're um Scorpion's my favorite in that regard. He always has been. I like the idea he can set things ablaze. <laughs> He's a badass motherfucker. He teleports and he throws a chain with a spear and says, Get over here. He's great. Uh it's it's always either him or sub zero. They're those are the top two guys right there. And those are your two favorites? Um, I always loved either Scorpion or Reptile. I always liked how, like, I don't know how crazy it was. You'll spit acid at you or something. Yeah, I, um, Scorpion's one of my favorites. The other is actually Sonya. Um, I might upgrade her for Cassie Cage, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm a little sentimental, so I still weigh a little heavier on, on Sonya so far. Nice. And um, there's a lot of new ones. I think there's a DLC. Now there's like the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. Oh, uh, there's Sp Spawn. I don't have that character yet, but I, I'm dying to play Spawn. Damn, he's going to be badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't he a DC? Oh, see? You just made me lose my... my um. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn, I was doing so good until that question. Well, I, I, I'm not even sure myself. I, I think he is, but I'm not sure. Um, but I know they're coming out with a movie. They're rebooting Spawn. And uh, it's supposed to be super violent. <laughs> I wish they would um, create a character from Alien. Oh, Alien? Like I think they mm -hmm. did have the, the Xenomorph and they had Predator too. Yes. Yes. I and Predator versus Aliens, like one of my favorites. Predator's a badass. Yeah, he has a better knife collection than I do, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and a skull collection. <laughs> <laughs> True. He has a better one of those than I do too. <laughs> I heard they make good like candle holders, right? <laughs> like the sconces. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. So yeah. So tell me what do you like to write about or uh, what what other uh, creative outlets do you have? Um so poetry is my favorite thing to write and the reason why is because it doesn't take long. It comes from your heart. It's subjective regarding like whether it's good or not. It doesn't really matter so long as, you know, you honor the flow. <clears throat> and I can do it in like any atmosphere. Like my house could be in complete disarray and it wouldn't like hinder my ability to like 
you know, write a poem. So that one's always been my favorite. And it's kind of like Morse code too. Like there's some times where you want to say it, but you only want you and the universe to know what the hell you're talking about. Or another poet sometimes knows, but they're cool. All oh, of them. wow. <laughs> um, so uh, sometimes I go on political tangents. Those are the times when I have writer's block. But if I want to like write something like a novel, even though it comes out really fast, I have to have everything in perfect order to do that. So it's like, I can't write if my life or my home or whatever is in disarray. So even though I love doing it and I can do it pretty fast, um, I have to be in the right state of mind for it, which is so totally different from the other things that I write. Oh, wow. Complete different mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the reason why is you have to rely more on your left side than your right. You know, your right is like purely creativity. Where your left, you have to like ground yourself to making it sound relatable or correct. So when you do that, you have to balance the left and right hemispheres. I think it requires a little bit more from your surroundings. Does that oh, make sense? Wow. Yeah, I, I never would have thought about that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it, it took me, it, it took me noticing that I was like a habitual cleaner right before like writing a chapter to like acknowledge that that was happening. I'm like, wow, oh, why do you clean when you're about to do that? Yeah. So you're cleaning really, you know, like crazy. And then you're like, oh, I'm about to write. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do I feel compelled to clean every time I have to work on a chapter? Ding. Though I could go outside and do it. Um, you know, I really am looking forward to New England being a little less bipolar regarding the weather because getting outside and writing is, it, it's always clean out there on a bed of grass or under a tree. Nothing, nothing looks dirty in nature. Oh man, that you sounds know? amazing. It's true. Um, I feel like nature doesn't mess up. Now keep in mind, I'm talking about untouched by human <laughs> civilization type of nature even if it's like a park or like a small patch of grass in the backyard or whatever I find that that is the one place that all writers and artists can ground and go before you know fueling their creativity in that way so yeah I can sit outside and write a novel too just take a notebook out there and write away man I love nature that almost sounds like therapy you know Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, my roommate and I my roommate and I were making a futile attempt at being plumbers. <laughs> I don't know if you added <laughs> I don't know if you added that part to Mario or not, but him and I are, are no Mario and Luigi by any measure. And anyway, while we while we were out there yesterday, <laughs> there were birds chirping and I found myself spacing out, having an awesome ADD moment, thinking, wow, I should really stick my head out here a little bit more often there's like the sound of birds that you know i'm not getting in quarantine being inside that's for sure for real feel that sunlight that little breeze outside and hear the animals mm -hmm. the only time i hate the birds chirping is when i drink all night and like the sun's coming up and i'm like all right i'm gonna go to bed close my <laughs> eyes and you hear the birds chirping i'm like fuck 
<laughs> I, I have birds in, in my room flying around. Um, so I have a, I have a parrot and I have three little lovebirds and they're awesome while I'm sleeping. But as soon as the light comes out, they let me know. And I'm nocturnal. <laughs> they still, they still let me know. Thank God I can dream over that. Birds are pretty smart. Um, we used to have a little cockatoo and we had them in the hallway. There's like a little area. It was like perfect for the cage to fit. And uh, little, pretty close to that was the wash, washer and dryer. And the washer or dryer, one of them, it would squeak when you were doing laundry. And sometimes I would hear the noise and I'm like, who the fuck's doing laundry? And I walk over there and it's the bird doing that noise. <laughs> Imitating it, really? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? But he would stop as soon as I saw him doing it. You know, what's really cool is I have a Sphinx cat, you know, those hairless cats. Oh, shit. Those are badass. Mm-hmm. And she and the birds get along. They're like unlikely friends. <laughs> That's weird. Usually the cat wants to eat them, right? Exactly. But <laughs> um, the birds were there since she was a kitten. So she ended up learning to love them. And she's she actually, not only is she not gentle with them, but she goes really close. But doesn't, you know, ruin those boundaries. She actually knows not to, like, go after them. She'll get close, but she won't actually reach out and extend herself to them, which is awesome. <laughs> like, Wow. That's, or, like, when you see, like, a little bearded dragon sleeping on a cat. They're, like, best friends. <laughs> so you've seen those videos, the unlikely friends? Yep, I love those videos, which is weird because cats are little murderers. Well, most of them. <laughs> yeah, usually they're pretty feisty. That's true. But, you know, I like the dodo bird and unlikely friends. I watch those things because there's so much negative crap out there. That's oh, kind of yeah. great to have, have a break. The dodo, is that that channel, like, on YouTube? Um, yeah, they have it on Instagram and YouTube. But it's the, the dodo bird is, like, where people rescue animals. Oh, okay. I always loved animals. You know, well, you're, you sound like a nature guy like me. Yeah, yep. I love nature, love animals, always have. Yeah, well, more people need to share that. You know, there's, um, like, so many things, like, that I pay attention to regarding animals, like people who rescue pit bulls and so on and so forth. But then there are these horrible posts that you have to kind of, mentally prepare yourself to actually see because there's so much like animal cruelty out there and oh what i like God. about the dodo the dodo bird's great because it does let you know that sad story but it's only like 10 percent of it 90 percent is like the rehabilitation and the kindness so it's kind of like awarding the hero instead of the villain the attention oh wow i never i never noticed that but wow that's a great observation Cause yeah, like oh my god, when people are like beating animals or dogs, oh my god, that pisses me off so much. Mm -hmm. like, Kill that guy, hang him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you have to realize though those those sick puppies, and I mean the people, not the cute puppies. Those guys, <laughs> those guys, they don't mind the negative attention, which is why they're recording it in the first place. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. that's it's like I'm not going to, and I said this a few times and it's kind of a redundant thing but like I think of like the early 20th century like redundantly in my head because we had the best philosophers and scientists in 1930s 
and we had Stalin, Hitler, and Roosevelt, people paid more attention to the villains in that circumstance instead of what we could have used scientifically and philosophically to get ourselves out of that time. Wow. Do you know what very I mean? Deep, very deep yeah. stuff right here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it applies to like what we're talking about too in the 21st century where there are like, you know, comedians are great. You know, they help us like experience joy about things that sometimes, sometimes, uh, you know, are painful to surmise. And then we have people who are doing really, really good and amazing things. But then there are people who thrive in the dopamine that comes from the negativity instead. Yeah, so, uh, negative attention is better than no attention, apparently, for some people, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's exactly the type of person who would do some evil crap like that, too. Yeah. And it, it, what's worse is how some people defend those, like, you know, especially if they're celebrities like Michael Vick, like that dude, I mean, there was like actual proof that, you know, sorry, I'm going to get graphic, but he like killed dogs. You know, he, he fought dogs and made money off of it, but he also killed dogs. Like he electrocuted them. He hung them, beat them to death. Oh and there, my was, God. there was proof of that. But since he's a celebrity, famous football player, he only did 22 months. And yeah. that was like 12 years ago. And people are still mad. And they're like, don't let him play again and all that. And people defend him. They're like, he did his time. It's okay. I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm about forgiveness. I really am. But the same thing. I mean, that said, and completely set aside, there's a certain mentality that, that needs to go and check longer than he spent in order to fix that kind of screwed up mind. For sure. Yep. You know, I, I like, agree with you. It's like forgiveness. Okay. That's fine. But forgiveness after justice is better. <laughs> uh huh. Like he did sometime, but he should, if me and you did that, we would still be locked up, you know? <laughs> yep. You know what? And if I did that, I would need to be locked up. And, and, and really think about what kind of a piece of shit I am until um, I'm allowed out. That's what, <laughs> that's what I would want to happen to me in that case. Yeah, because that's kind of like a sociopath or a psychopath. I mean, you're not killing humans, but you're killing a live animal that has feelings. And like, clearly yeah. they did nothing <laughs> wrong. Hello, hello, hello. This is Cynthia, and thanks so much for joining our Collaboration Station podcast. Our Collaboration Station is a space for people to connect and encourage one another to pursue their goals and obtain their peace in life. Individuals of all walks of life will work together to share their stories and uplift others in a positive way. If you are looking for a way to stay motivated, improve yourself, and obtain your maximum peace in life, you have come to the right place. So sit back, relax, and prepare yourself to connect with amazing people just like you. Need to reach me? Well, you can contact me at mywritingsinthesand at gmail.com. You can also follow me on IG at simplycynthiab.com. And 
You can tune in to our Collaboration Station podcast, which is available on Anchor.fm and all other listening outlets. One more thing. If you know a child who is in need of some positive social skill development, check out Listen and Learn With Me podcast. Listen and Learn With Me podcast has been designed for young listeners and shares awesome tips on how kiddos can practice being their best self each day. This podcast will launch Saturday, May 23rd, 2020. So get your young ones ready to tune in for some fun. For more information on this amazing podcast, visit www.listenandlearnllc.com. And remember to follow us on Facebook and use the hashtag Listen and Learn LLC Kennesaw GA. I look forward to collaborating with you soon. And as I always say, obtain your peace. Hey y'all, it's Ivan from The Gefilte Show here. A motivational, inspirational podcast where we feature great guests such as Screaming Chewy. Be sure to check out more at gefilte.com. Being devoid of empathy, being devoid of empathy on that level, especially, there's something about that that makes humanity, it it poisons humanity. And humanity has either become apathetic because I can't handle it, and then they themselves turn into that, or they end up emotional basket cases like you and me when we see it. <laughs> like you yeah, almost have sure. to choose a side. It's like, am I going to be emotionally crazy or am I going to be devoid of emotions? Because that's crazy. But if you end up devoid of that kind of emotion, you end up like that. That's true. That's a, mm-hmm. So people are like, Oh, you have to, you're a sissy. You're so empathetic. You're a sissy. I'm like, Oh yeah, try empathy for a little while and tell me that I'm a sissy. <laughs> right like some people don't like really care about animals because they just see them as an animal and i mean but like dogs man or cats you know they like you come home from work and you just lit up their world immediately Humans, and they light up yours <laughs> right <laughs> for real <laughs> you had a bad I'm, day and they love you you're like you're sleeping in bed and you have a bad dream and they put their paw on your face i mean what human does that Right, you can literally beat your dog's ass and then call him, and he'll still come to you and lick you. You know. Yeah, it's it's on. Their loyalty is unmatched for sure. And um, they're smart too. My mom has a Chihuahua, and um, she understands English and Spanish because my mom don't know English. And um, when my mom gives her bones, you know, she the dog had a habit of sitting on the couch and eat the bones and leave all kinds of little pieces. So my mom would make her go outside to eat the bone. And well, one time she was outside eating a bone and my mom would open the door to go outside and the dog was going to rush in with the bone. And she saw my mom and she immediately froze and just dropped the bone and then went inside. (laughs) That's awesome. You know what I think too, is it's like less to do with the words and more to do what they pick up your vibes too. Because yeah. I had I had a Rottweiler, <clears throat> and I had a confrontation with a salesman once, and I didn't say anything. I mean, I felt like I was about to jump over the table, but I didn't say it. I was taking that deep breath and thinking, I can't do that. 
<laughs> so, wow, you're about to I, beat his ass. <laughs> so, no, I was about to calm myself down, so I didn't. And I took a deep, I took a deep breath. And as that breath went in, my dog could feel it, and he started to growl, and his hair stood up. It was like in perfect synchronicity, too. So I'm, you know, a little superstitious regarding your familiars, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they can, I feel like, you know, if you connect with your animal, they can feel your vibe. Like they know if you're upset, for instance, and then they had to lick your face. They know when you want to jump over a table and they start growling for you. <laughs> <laughs> they know when you're mad at them. <laughs> oh, yes. And they, and they know when you're mad at them and they also know when they do stuff wrong. They look guilty as soon as you walk in, like, yeah, mom, I did something, and you're they, not going to be happy. They just see you and put their head down, like, oh, fuck, I'm going to hear Yeah. <laughs> yeah, their body language is pretty conspicuous, like a child. <laughs> yeah. One time uh, when I was living at my mom's, um, that her chihuahua, Bambi, I had a burrito on the table, and I was going to take it for lunch to work, and um, it, it was still a few hours, so I had to get ready for work, so I'm like, I'm going to take a nap. And then I woke up and got ready and I was going to go to work. And I'm like, fuck, I saw the paper bag ripped up on the table. And then on the floor, I see the burrito wrapper open with a tortilla just flat. There's nothing on the tortilla, nothing. She's just licked it clean. And like, I didn't even say it loud. I was like, oh, this bitch. And then immediately she saw me, she ran under the table. Like she... <laughs> And that's smart, too, because how can you get mad when they do that? Yo, like, oh, It's my. hard, you know, like, you can yell, but they can, they can tell that you don't mean it completely. <laughs> and, like, she knew I was mad. Like, I didn't even scream or say it loud. I just, I was like, oh, this bitch. And immediately she, she saw me. <laughs> I told you, they feel your vibes. That's why. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. And, um, you know, I, even, like, it's it's crazy how we've just uh the dogs evolved with us and we evolved with them you know mm -hmm. that's true and cats too yeah like i never used to like cats too at my work there was a straight cat that would hang around and we'd leave the bay doors open and we'd put food out there and this guy would put the food closer and closer to the building and then he would just leave it in the building and, you know, I'm a machinist, so they'd be heavy machinery. And she would get scared. But after a while, she would just chill with us inside. And the owner actually, like, adopted her. He bought her a little bed. And everybody had treats for her. Those food bowls and water everywhere. And uh, she was the coolest fucking cat ever. I think she was a Maine Coon. But she, Man, acted, oh, like wow. a, she acted like a dog. Like, she would be, like, laying down. And I'll pass by my, what's up, kitty? And she'll literally turn her head, look at me, and go, meow, and then just turn back. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the cats are pretty independent, too. They, they make you work for their love a little bit more than dogs do. That's the thing. Right? You got to, like, beg <laughs> for it. You're the dog, you know, in that case. <laughs> it's, it's more, there's more mutuality between yourself and a cat because of that. You know, they, and they're very particular about who they like, too. I mean, I know my cat can be, my cat's constantly loving, but she, she picks and chooses who she's going to love. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. She doesn't love them all. Actually, she's a really good people detector. 
Nice. That, that's good to have around. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Well, I mean, it's good to have. I feel like a dog can do that too. Like they can sense something. Oh yeah, like how you take somebody home and they immediately don't like them. You're like, huh. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with this person? <laughs> Especially when the dog loves loves everybody, you know, you're like, mm -hmm. wait a minute. There's something wrong here. Yeah. Exactly. Does your cat knock things over on purpose? No. Nice. No. She, she is awesome. Um, she's actually really good around like knickknacks and tiny things. So no, she makes a conscious effort not to knock things down because she likes to climb on everything, and I have little tiny things on everything. Damn. And um, wow, a hairless cat is she like? Does she get cold easy? She does, but so do I. So it works out great. <laughs> oh, nice! A nice little spoon buddy. Yes, <laughs> he's like we're each other's heating pads, so it works awesome. <laughs> And I have an excuse to, you know, keep the heat going all of the time, which is an excuse that I blame on her, but it's really for both of us. When you see the bill, you're like, okay, it's for my cat. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a wash. There's no shame in that. It's I wouldn't worth do it. it. If it was, yeah, I wouldn't do it if it was just me. I honestly wouldn't. That's true. So she gives me an excuse to go guilt-free by keeping my place as warm as I'd ultimately like it. <laughs> it's good to have companions even like reptiles you know i used to have a snake uh, i used to have a savannah monitor and reptiles get a bad rep for being like slow and dumb but they could be pretty fucking smart when they want to it's crazy i love snakes the only reason i don't have one is because i don't have the heart to like feed it something fluffy and cute um, I would just feed them dead, like, because uh, it's cheaper if you get frozen mice. So yes, I've seen those. Bag. You can do that throughout their whole life. I thought that was something you did during the beginning, and then you had to upgrade for them. No, I mean, it depends on the snake, like the big boas or the ones that get really big. I mean, I, I think you could buy frozen rabbits, but, I mean, I knew a guy who had a 16-foot python. Of course, he had it since a hatchling, and then it got really big. And he said every two weeks, he would have to kill a rabbit and feed it to him because it would have to eat it dead, but freshly dead. Mm -hmm. And he said he would, like, bash the rabbit's head on the table and then feed the snake. I'm like, God damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the part I couldn't do. <laughs> but, yeah, like, if the, the snake is a baby and um, it depends – if you get it used to eating dead, then it, it when you feed it live animals, like it won't know exactly how to kill it right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the rats, they put up a good fight. They could fuck up the snake. You know, they they bite them pretty good. Oh, I I would actually have a pet rat if I didn't already have a cat. I think they're awesome. And they are smart as well too. That's why I think they're awesome. Um, yeah, I've had a, a few friends that have had pet rats, and they were all really great pets. I was surprised. See, here we go, though. I mean, these are, um, I look at rats as, like, um, urban animals, you know, <laughs> ones that can survive in, like, some pretty dubious, like, situations, you know what I mean? 
Yep, for sure. Um, it's like a urban evolution right there, you know, instead of climbing trees, they're climbing cement walls and stuff, you know, they evolved to that and eat our trash. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, they survive in the city. Some people can't even do that. Yep. Wherever there's humans, there's rats, you know, they just love our trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect pun. <laughs> <laughs> it does cover both levels. That's why the Egyptians, they used to worship cats and snakes because they, they would grow their own food. I don't know if you know, but they would grow their own food. So they had rat problems. And so the snakes and the cats would eat the rats. So that's why they would worship them. That's why I yeah, heard it anyway. No, you're right. Basta is the cat goddess in that religion. I think in 2009, I add, I've, I've always been intrigued with Egypt. And so my first round of my novel, I made sure that I included Egypt in there. And then I put the book down for like nine years because I got so like wrapped up in life. And then during those nine years, <clears throat> I studied Egyptology for a while oh, and quite, wow. a, quite, a, <laughs> yeah, quite a few other things. So when I went back into the book and I added double its weight where it started, I put tons of that stuff in there, all the awesome knowledge that I've obtained. And I was actually pretty surprised how much I knew without having read anything just based on like pure imagination. <laughs> because that, the first round was just mostly imagination. And then the second was, okay, well, let's, let's see how right you were and let's learn more about that crap and see how much you can like dump into it when the time comes, you know? Man, that's so interesting. What's that book called? Oh, the book's called Sage. Nice. Yeah, it's coming out um, July 5th on a full moon, which I could have done it sooner, but a full moon felt right. Right. Hey, it's your book. You know, that feels right. That's it right there. Mm -hmm. No, I, I think, too, that there's, like, so much going on right now that it is, it's, like, a good time for people to read. And I don't know how long all of this is going to last, you know, but it just seems like one catastrophe after the next in 2020, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Now we got fucking murder bees. <laughs> I know, and, uh, <laughs> and if I'm to be honest, I'm, I'm so worried about the bees that we already have. Because they're such like an essential part of our ecosystem. Like there's a lot of people who though like they're allergic to bees and you know, instead of carrying a shot in their pocket, they'll be more likely to kill a whole bunch of bees or wipe out a bee's nest. But they do so much for the environment. And our environment right now is regressing like substantially because of human being because of human beings. And so the idea of of a bee that kills an already endangered species that we rely on in this country is terrifying. Yeah, I heard that if bees die, they, we're gonna die with them. Well, they pollinate all our, I mean, most of our plants. Damn, man, poor little guys, they didn't even do nothing wrong. No, and I, I feel that way about a lot, like maybe the 60% of the species that have perished as a result of um human negligence yeah for sure i mean i know there's people trying to help but it's very few and unfortunately no not a lot of people care 
you know, they just consume, consume, just do whatever your TV tells you to do, buy this product, make more trash, and people don't think to clean up or think about the animals or the environment. Well, that's kind of what I meant by, like, like in the early 20th century, we were starting to get really progressive. Like, you can see that we were still behind as far as, like, racism and things were concerned. We're still way too far behind in that regard. Because mm-hmm. the divide, the division shouldn't even be there at this point. But um, <laughs> what I was saying was there were like philosophers at that time and spiritualists and people who were really about being progressive. Like think about it, Tesla and um, Einstein and Manly P. Hall were all around during that time. And there is, there's like enough philosophy regarding nature uh, metaphysics, alchemy, all of that with Minley Hall, and so many revolutionary ideas that Tesla and Einstein came up with that if used for good, we would not be in this situation right now at all. If we would have sure. We'd have free power if Tesla was still alive. Or, if, you know, mm-hmm. he, there's a conspiracy behind that. He, that he got murdered and... Um, Thomas Edison like stole his technology and like sold it to the government or something. But I mean, he was definitely trying to do good. That's true. I mean, but there's a lot of successors who who are running things. I say successors because it's kind of like the evil masterminds. Emphasis on evil have passed their inheritance to their um, less than qualified sons and daughters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we have an we have an entire generation of that um, that are running things, and I, I know it's patronizing to say, but it's very conspicuously obvious that that's actually happening right now, and yeah. it does not it doesn't surprise me whether he was murdered or not. I think what feels right with my intuition is that most of his um, blueprints, his prototypes, and things that would conflict with the successors of oil companies <laughs> that mm-hmm. are profiting of us not having those things um and their best friends the arm companies that profit um and and use oil to power that big dysfunctional machine that's been happening ever since they realized how profitable war and oil both were simultaneously uh, that would, it would conflict with them tesla would conflict with that and so with mainly hall's philosophies they would completely conflict with the hedonic treadmill that you were talking about which is like the consumer culture Mm -hmm. and the divide that like it's unnecessary divide that's actually working way too well on citizens so that they can keep us distracted with all this technology that we now have to actually enlighten ourselves to their evil there's got to be a crack where people are going to start opening their eyes to, okay, law of attraction. What am I going to pay attention to? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're and a very I'm, smart person. I mean, you got it down. <laughs> <laughs> Not completely. Every And you know what, though? Every time I think I'm smart and every time I think I'm down, I got to knock on wood because the universe is like, all right, you learned that shit. Now here's where you're dumb and have to move on. <laughs> <laughs> and there's got to be a balance, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yep, the minute I get confidence, I'm smacked down the side. So I'm just like, all right, yeah, maybe according to this bar, but not compared to what we, we could all be. So, yeah. Like uh, like when you get stoned and you find the meaning of life, but then you forget <laughs> about it. 
You're like, whoa, that was deep. What was it? <laughs> no, that's why I write, though. <laughs> oh, smart. See, see. <laughs> that doesn't go unchecked. <laughs> well, yeah, you're. I, I agree 100% with you. You know, I mean, this is just the conspiracy side of me, but you know, I think the government's trying to keep us divided and distracted because they know if we get together, they're they're fucked. You know what I mean? Because that's why people argue about politics. And I'm like, you know, I don't believe in the left or right. They're still the same government that's meant to keep the rich rich and keep you poor. Keep you are so right. (laughs) Like, there's there's so many there's so many cool phrases I've used too. Like, I'm not blue or red. I'm purple. I'm I'm like two wings. Two wings. I'm the same bird, man. Like, there's so many, so many metaphors that I've either made up myself or like you know, memes that I found online that just embody that idea. So people are out there and they know, like, I'm not, I'm probably a little bit more liberal than I am to the right, but I'm somewhere, I'm somewhere close to that 50 yard line where I can see both points of view without the extreme button turned on Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle regarding a lot of topics because there's so many variables that need to be considered when making any decision. And if I think I'm right about something and somebody enlightens me, that can change that variable. And that's happened so many times that, you know, I waver in and out of opinions based on in the big picture. And that means you're smart, you know, because you're actually taking in that information and considering it. Instead mm-hmm. of just ignore it and you're like, no, I'm right. I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's a huge problem too. Is this more about being right than it is what's right when somebody is driven by that mindset? You know what I mean? And if you are, then, you, you know, the probability of you actually being right is less instead of more. Because mm-hmm. that's part of like, I don't know. It, it, to me, like part of intelligence is to learn, right? Because yeah, sometimes throughout life you're gonna contradict yourself, but that's just because you're learning. Like there's many yeah. things I believe nowadays that I didn't believe ten years ago, but that's because I see it differently now, you know. Definitely, yeah. Especially the past ten years, that was one hell of a ride. Man, where did that time go? I I could barely even fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's um the medicinals i'm just kidding though no. hey, it is man i i drank my all my 20s away i'm like fuck it i just remember like a couple highlights <laughs> no i have um a nice batch of like lifelong friends that remind me of the stupid stuff that i did while i was drinking and thought i blacked out but they didn't <laughs> so. oh, and friends are very good at reminding you oh yeah they are <laughs> yes they are and they make for really funny stories, but um, I really, I stopped drinking in um, 2012 because I was like, you know, and based on what my friends tell me, I don't want to have smart cameras around while this crazy stuff is happening. Oh my God, <laughs> imagine, imagine those smart cameras back then. Like, oh my God. Like the last episode I did, I did with two of my best friends and uh, we're talking about, a, I call it the night of perpetual deja vu. And I got so fucked up, like I would black out and I would just just ragged on and collapse on the ground. 
and my friends kept helping me up. So I would have the memory of being helped up and I'm like, oh, I'm good. And then I wake up and I'm on the ground again. So my friend said I kept collapsing and I would just say, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and like, it was so fucking confusing. But yeah, I'm glad they didn't have smartphones and record me. You, back. Would, you and I would probably be like YouTube sensations for some really stupid crap if we didn't think of that. Be on fucking Tosh Portal. It's kind of cool, like, when you're born in the 80s, I think, because we're at that age where we've had technology our whole life, but we haven't had to rely on it. So because we have it, we also have that, okay, how is this going to, to affect me now? Thought process, where the generation before us is not like that. And the generation after us is like, they rely on technology. Mm-hmm. Five-year-olds FaceTiming each other. <laughs> five-year-olds teaching me how to use my phone <laughs> but hey um, for real <laughs> like thank god for kids because like you know again i'm i'm humbly part of that generation that's had it the entire time but because they they live and breathe it they're that's their language yeah. I, I, again i i thank god i really do Hello? Oh, yeah, I, I can hear you. Oh, sorry. My um, phone cut out. I thank God that I had just enough freedom before technology took such a like a powerful spin on ours. We got to play outside. I remember I used to go outside and wrestle with my buddies. Yeah, I also remember going on my roof with my best friend in Tampa and throwing oranges at each other and using samurai swords. <laughs> on the roof <laughs> we still have the swords but and we have pictures but we don't have any like smartphone footage of that stuff <laughs> damn see you could have patented that that's fruit ninja right there <laughs> fruit ninja <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're more like a like a real bad knockoff of mystery science theater he and i nice could have had your own youtube channel <laughs> But. yeah um, and i think that's probably why we like nature as well because you know go outside you're not inside all day just on technology that's right yeah i almost feel like there's you know a connection you have your smart tv alexa your smartphone all of that in one room yeah <laughs> just constantly looking at facebook or you know, it's funny. I had, I had, I had a friend who was like, "I can't believe that you got an Alexa." Do you know that the government tunes into that? I'm like, as opposed to your laptop, smart TV, and smartphone. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the only difference is, is you're like, you know what? I know you can hear me, and I hope I annoy the shit out of you right now. <laughs> and and you know what? They really can. You know, supposedly just for like advertisement purposes. But many times I'll be with my friends and we talk about stupid shit. And then you know that app Wish? Yes. So I'll be on Facebook and I'll get Wish ads and there's like fucking five foot dildos and like fucking <laughs> leather masks with zippers and like weird shit. I'm like, what the fuck? And I show it to my friends and they're like, dude, it's because you've been looking at weird porn. 
I'm like, I don't look at shit like that. What the fuck? I mean, I joke and talk about that, but like, what the fuck, dude? You know what? You're right. Because I had a conversation about, you know, those solar system lights, the ones that emanate, and you can do like nebulas and like the stars. I'm like, damn. I need that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, I need one of those things. But it was a conversation out loud before I'd ever researched it. And I went on to Facebook and they were advertising those things. I'm like, no way. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I didn't, I mean, yes, after that, I did go on Amazon and it worked on me too. That's the worst part is I'm like, look at this freaking nebula. <laughs> you can make a purple red nebula. And so, yeah, it led me right to buying that shit. But I no, I actually let that work. I guess I'm condoning their behavior, but I'm definitely aware of it. <laughs> well, they they know you basically. I mean, because they track your phone, so they know where you work. Because they see where you go from this time to this time. You go through this location, eight hours or whatever. You go back to this location, which is your home, because you spend more time there. And then all the stores around there, they see your location, so they know where you shop. They know what you look at the internet. They know what pisses you off because they know what you like or comment on Facebook. You know, that, but it's pretty crazy. So that was part one out of a part two series. Um, it was a two hour long episode. So I just decided to cut it in half and make it two one hour episodes. But um, hey, if you want me to try something different, if you would like to listen to a two hour episode, uh, let me know. I'm always looking for feedback, good or bad. You know, I'm a big boy. I can take it. And, um, yeah, you could email me at ScreamingChewy at gmail.com. Shit, hit me up on Twitter, you know. I'm getting a little bit better on Twitter. I'm a little bit of a noob, but I'm getting better. And it's at Chewy Screaming. And um, hit me up on Facebook page, you know, Screaming Chewy Show. Go ahead, like, share that page. But, um, yeah, so part two's coming up right up everyone thanks for tuning in and if you'd like to support this podcast you can find me at anchor.fm slash screaming chewy gmail.com there'll be three options for a monthly subscription first one i believe starts at a dollar a month yo yeah dollar a month yeah and if you don't want to that's cool you can follow me on facebook and youtube screaming chewy show for some memes some more videos for episodes and behind the scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy, so I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.